Support for this episode comes from Viator. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why Viator has over 300,000 bookable experiences, so there's always something for everyone. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. We're talking football with Bengal Jim and friends. We're talking football. We hope this never ends. Jimmy James and Tom are back for more. Like Joey B, we're here for season four with Bengal guests and stories not heard before. There's Tony, Mark, and Jamie, as well as our charity. Hootay Nation, join in from far and wide. Every Tuesday night, the guys are back at it live. By the fans, for the fans from day one, it's time to have some fun. We're talking football with Bengal Jim and friends. We're talking football. We hope this never ends. The Bengal boys stop by to drop the speed. Don't get your popcorn ready and take a seat. Season four will end with the Lombardy. Live from the Bedfred Studios in Cincinnati, Ohio, Brownsburg, Indiana, and Frigid, Canada. It's another episode of Bengal Jim and Friends, the all-friends version. And we celebrate a big victory against the 49ers. And without further ado, here is James. Oh, man, throwing it right to me. You know, we just had a, a neighbor come by, saw the behind the scenes at, at Bengal Jim's, and he, he asked, do they celebrate Halloween in Canada? Do kids trick or treat? And Jamie, what is the answer to that? They do. Uh, as long as they don't show up in a Steelers, Ravens, or Browns uniform, they get candy. How about that? How about uh, that? I, I mentioned um, my this said neighbor brought over a bourbon cider, so that was nice of him. Uh, mm. Tom, where's your clap cup tonight? Yeah. Uh, we I do promote I, drinking on this show, Tom. Where where I, are you there? Well, we might promote it, but I, I don't. I I don't uh, podcast and drink. So. Meanwhile, Mark, hello. How are you doing, fellas? Victory Monday. Tuesday, Tuesday. (laughs) Big win on the left coast. I've been uh, drinking already, as you can see. Tom was out uh, trick-or-treating with his two-year-old grandson as as Batman. If you were still in your Robin costume for the millions of Bengals fans watching to see, Tom, my ratings would probably go up. But... Well, we'll 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 work on that for next year. No question. Were you actually dressed up as Batman, Tom? Uh, that would be my grandson. Oh, your he grandson. Was he was Robin. He was Robin. Oh, you were. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. He knows. He knows uh, Batman. He knows Robin, and uh, <laughs> I, the Joker is just the joke. So. Uh, that's okay. Well, we're, we're 
obviously have a special guest today. Jeff Hobson's coming on to talk to us. Um, he, we're going to start the show off with him. He just connected. I think he's reconnecting. I didn't see a video when he came in, so we'll wait for him to get on. Um, while we're waiting for Jeff to log back on, why don't we just give me a full battery this time? I do, actually. I brought my... When did you not have a full battery? What did I miss? Last week. Last week. He was in the middle of Last making a point. I got cut. I was, I was actually in the middle of making a point. <laughs> and uh, I I got cut off. The laptop died, unfortunately. But I do have a full battery. Thank you for asking. Um, so I see Jeff in the lobby. I just don't see a video. Why don't we try and bring him on and see if we can hear him, James? Do you think? Yep, let's do it. I mean, a vocal Jeff's better than anything, better than nothing, right? Jeff, are you there? I am here. I hope you guys can hear me. We can. We can't see you, but we can hear you. But that's, that's good. the best. That's the best of both worlds. <laughs> <laughs> the face for radio, Jeff. That's what that's, we got uh, right here at Bengal Gyms tonight. It's, this is the happiest thing that's happened to me today. Yeah. Well, we appreciate you uh, carving out some time for us, Jeff. Uh, I trust you've gotten at least some sleep. From flying in from San Francisco? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. All right. Well, as good as always. A uh, little bit of a, a turnaround. Uh, you know, the, the whole city was on depression watch the middle of September, but uh, that seems to have healed up along with Joe Burrow's calf. Being down there with the guys in the locker room, uh, is there that uh, the swelling of confidence down there too? I mean, they're not really cocky or overconfident, but are they feeling a little bit more like themselves? Yeah, I think everybody feels better. I think, you know, they're veterans of the NFL. If you don't like what's going on, wait 15 minutes. And uh, the seatings and the standings and the narrative, everything will change. We'll be flipped on its side. And I can assure you, come Thanksgiving, what we're, what we're looking at will be a hell of a lot different than what we're looking at today. But for today, it's good. And I think you guys have been following this team long enough to know uh, and the league. And that because the Bengals aren't, you know, the Bengals aren't, aren't uh, the only team that's subject to this. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a Kings Island roller coaster league. You know, it's just the way it is. And you got to learn to, uh, you know, like Teddy Karras said, we'll we'll enjoy we'll enjoy Halloween and then we'll move on. So they haven't been able to enjoy the last two Halloweens. So um, I think they're just taking it. Uh, you know, they've been here before. You know, to borrow a phrase, um, you know what they uh, uh, came out of the you know the last two years they've, you know, they've been November, December, January teams, and I think Zach Taylor kind of addressed that because he had November come early and treated this one like a November game, and they sure played like it. James? Yeah, today was the um, trade deadline, as everyone knows, Jeff. Um, I think the, the long-standing Bengals fans didn't expect anything. Certainly there were some rumors out there, tight end, um, maybe running back, bringing some old horses back to the barn that were on the roster um, last year that went uh, for greener pastures this year that haven't worked out so well. Um, maybe this is maybe a, a two-part question. And, and Jeff, before I ask this question, Mon from Florida logged in. I think it's the only time he watches our show anymore is when you're on. So we, uh, so we have to thank you, Jeff, for, uh, for bringing Mon um, on and, and watching our show tonight. 
Now well, Mon's a fellow podcaster. He's got his own. Uh, he's got I his know, own he empire. He's got his he own empire to tend. So he doesn't have time for us anymore. So <laughs> thanks to you, he's he's joining us tonight. I, anyway. I appreciate that, and I appreciate your Syracuse shirt. You better, you better not move that show to Tuesday at eight, and we're gonna crush them. But other than that, we support them. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I, I realize I do have a Syracuse shirt on. Yes, but anyways, back to my question. Um, two part. One is it just the, the value that the Bengals place on on the draft picks, and and two, um, obviously they're not going to give up a, a king's ransom for somebody that they're going to have a couple games, unlike what we saw in um, San Francisco and Chicago with those both teams getting the Washington guys. So, what can you say to the fans that maybe get a little anxious and then disappointed every trade deadline, Jeff? Well, I mean, you, you just said it, James. You just said it for me. Uh, one of the best rosters in the league. I mean, even though they're four and three, I think you, they feel like they have, and people will tell you, people not in this building, but they'll tell you it's one of the best rosters in the league. So so what are you doing? What are you doing? I mean, you, the draft picks, if they were more, I mean, if they were valuable, you know, uh, in building this team, they're twice as valuable now with the Burrow contract, hopefully the Higgins contract. The Chase contract. Um, this is a you, this is a different roster than San Francisco, which isn't paying a quarterback. You know, I mean, uh, uh, Hayden Hurst. You want Hayden Hurst? Okay, he's he's guaranteed eight million next year. I don't think that fits this salary structure. You know, uh, if you sign a guy, that knocks you out of com compensatory draft picks, and you know, you can laugh about a fifth rounder or whatever. But, you know, if you get two fifth-rounders, I mean, uh, you know, they've had some fifth-rounders that have been factors. So, you know, I, I, I just think uh, teams just not – I mean, it's not their – A, it's not their style, and it's really not their style now. I mean, they're just kind of they're – a, uh, they're, a, they're, they're, a, they're a draft pick team right now, and they always have been, but, you know – they also you got to keep the the compensatory picks in mind too, and if you can if you can rip off a couple, and then I've had, and then the other argument is well, not all these guys are going to make the team, you know, not not all the draft picks are going to make the team now. Well, I guess I guess that's true, but I mean, which one of these guys? I mean, a guy like Joseph Osai can't get on the field. Why would you go get Chase Young? You can't pay him or any edge guy. I mean, you're having trouble getting some of these guys on the field. That you that you uh, that you get faith in. So the roster's good enough. That's been proven. So I just you know, boy, there was a lot of ink spilled. I don't know. There was a lot of ink spilled for something that you knew that you know, ninety eight percent chance wasn't going to happen. Yep, I agree one hundred percent. One more question before uh, one of the other gentlemen on the screen have one for you, Jeff. And as always, if any of our listeners have a question for Jeff, go ahead and put those in the. Um, chat now, whether you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, uh, Twitter, go ahead and, and stick those in there. You talked about this um, a little bit earlier, Jeff. Um, obviously, last year on Halloween was a disaster in Cleveland, and then we go 60-plus uh, days with, without a loss. How much of that is from the lack of preseason, the team coming together, health, or just kind of literally getting the ball rolling and, and, and gaining steam? What um, – why do you think we've seen so much second half of the season success under uh, Joe Burrow and, and Zach Taylor? Well, I think uh, one was COVID, two was his appendix, 
three was his ACL, four was his uh, calf. I think those are probably, you know, pretty good reasons. Um, I think in 21, you know, they had had a really uh, – their defense, they, they uh, reshuffled their defense. They rebuilt – I think they had seven new starters on defense. They, they rebuilt that thing from the, from the ground up. That took a transition. Um, and I think, uh, you know, just, just the um, – I think just the vagaries of the league, um, you know – it's it's hard to repeat, you know. It's hard to replicate one year after the other. I I also think this is I think Zach Taylor approaches everything with with November and December and January in mind, and I think he did that. I think he did that before they became, you know. That's one of the reasons I think they became they have become a second half team is because of the way that Zach had and the way Zach and strength coach Joey Bose go kind of attack the thing. They do a great job with what's the NBA call it? Load management. You know, they got these guys hooked to machines. They all look like, you know, for us guys from the seventies, these guys look like the $6 million men. You know, they have this, these uh, GPS things strapped on them. They're monitoring them. They, 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 they don't have them practice all the time. You know, uh, they, they just really cautious of it's a 17 game schedule. You know, it truly is a marathon and not a sprint. Um, and I think that uh, <laughs> I've always wanted to see a guy quote say, "Hey, hey, this is a sprint, not a marathon." But you never see that. But because it isn't, it's it's a. Uh, so I I think that um, it, it's a lot of those things. It's been the it's been Burrow's situation, and it's been the way Zach has a. And I think Zach has learned a lot too. Uh, you know, with the success in twenty one. Uh, in the second half of the year, I think he really took that to heart as far as getting his team ready for games. And, you know, uh, you can see, like, uh, when coming off the Super Bowl and coming off this year, they don't really do anything until, you know, late May. You know, I mean, uh, he gives them, you know, he'll, he'll, a lot of teams come back mid April. They don't come back till late April, you know, so. I mean, I think it's just part of the kind of the culture now that uh, – and I also don't think they subscribe to the theory. I know this is a big one on NFL radio. Charlie Weiss is a big one of this. Oh, you know, the games in September count the same as they do in November. I'm not too sure. I don't know. I mean, I would have liked to have had that one against Baltimore. But you know what it will mean now in, in on November 16th? That would be twice a win. You know, that would be a bigger – I mean, it's big now because, of course, we lost. But, you know, if you're going to split with Baltimore, I think I'd rather beat them in November. I agree. Tom, Jack? I have a question, Jeff, real quick. Uh, it seems like uh, early last week, Callahan, I believe, it said that, you know, Chase Brown was going to be more of the offense. And then it was like two days later, he ended up on the injury report, and now he's, I think, on IR. So, was the plan really to get him more involved and did they, why didn't they plug someone else in? Is it just going to be the mix and show going from here until he gets back? Yeah. I mean, I, you know, yeah, I mean, I, I think so. I mean, uh, Travion, I guess, uh, Travion Williams did what Chase would have done, I guess, if he'd been healthy, which wasn't much. Right. I mean, I also think, uh, and Brian mentioned this too in that same in that same interview that you know a lot of this stuff is by by feel, 
by series, by quarter, by game, you know. So I'm not sure. I mean, Mixon carried just 16 times, you know. I mean, I think – I mean, I don't, I don't think he needs to be – if he's only going to carry 16 times, I don't think he needs to be spelled, you know. I mean, that's that's the other thing too. I mean, when would you have put Chase Brown in that game? Or Tra- And I think they gave they gave Travion some – some carries early, I think. So maybe you would have used them. You know, maybe that's how they would have used Chase. But, you know, I think, just think where they are and how they're built now without Samaje, it is the mixing show, you know. And I, you know, Travion, you know, Travion is averaging four yards per carry. I think he's only getting like six. But he's, you know, when they've asked him to do something, I think the thing that they knocked Travion for or other people is that they, he's not the pass catcher that Samaje was. And so that's that's kind of where they've been lacking, I think, maybe is something out of the backfield, you know. So that's why the big reason that they grabbed Chase, because they thought that, that, you know, Chase Brown, they thought that, you know, he would could do that out of the backfield. and But they but they weren't using him. So I, I, I just, you know, I just think that's something that's going to have to be, you know, obviously we'll wait to see what, when Chase comes back. But, I mean, I think Travion to me is uh, – you know, to me, he's been he's been fine whenever they used him. You know, to me, the other you know what they got to get figured out is the tight end situation and uh, how they can because uh, that's really the thing that's probably you know that they the biggest difference besides Samaje, you know, not getting uh, not getting um, production in the pass game out of the running back spot is they they haven't got much out of tight end either, and I. To me, that's something that's going to have to get. Uh, they're going to have to figure that out here. So that's, that's a yeah. That's, that's a great segue to my question. Actually, the chat, Jeff. First of all, thanks for coming on. We always love having you on the show. Thank you, Jeff. Um. So, one thing the chats lighten up about the tight end position, obviously, and I know you were saying a lot of ink was spilled, uh, a lot of unrealistic scenarios about Hayden Hurst coming back, and obviously not going to carry that salary. The one thing. The one rumor, I guess, that I maybe got my hopes up about, knowing longtime Bengals fan, knowing they don't ever really do anything on trade deadline day, was the fact that we do have a great trading history with the New England Patriots who are sitting on two stud tight ends and watching Irv Smith Jr. drop that pass. and just, just I felt like something was going to happen today. Were the Bengals in the mix for anything today? Was there talk at all? I mean, well, you know, this is this is something else that mystified me. Tanner Hudson almost made the team. Right. So, I mean, he's got Burrow's confidence. Uh, he was he was active for the first couple of weeks when Irv was hurt with a hamstring. So, when you got a guy like Tanner Hudson there, who's got the same NFL pedigree really as those guys in New England, I mean, you know, why why you know. He's sitting right there. If you want to do something with her, there's your guy, Tanner Hudson. I mean, he almost made the roster. Why trade for a guy? Um, now I don't know what they're going to do because I think Jeff. I think I think Irv was the uh, maybe the biggest casualty of the Burrow calf when it came because uh, I mean I think he needed that time to sync up with him. You know, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, CJ Hayden. Um, you know, these guys, um, big factors and Irv is not, you know, and Irv was hurt himself, you know, when, once Joe came back, Irv got, so 
these guys, they've barely worked together, you know? So I think that's a factor too. How, you know, so, I mean, I, you know, Irv's, Irv's a good player. He makes the first, I mean, he showed you that, I think, on Sunday when he made the first guy, you know, the first guy rarely tackles him. You know, I think he had a 16-yard uh, play, which was good to see. But, yeah, it's taken him time to get in the offense. And uh, I, But I think there are reasons for it. Uh, like I say, Burrow's injury and his injuries. But, you know, they got a guy here if they want to do, you know, if they want to do something, if they want to get another tight end on the field, maybe he's here already. That's fair. Jeff, going to the other side of the ball, um, the defense has really turned it on. I mean, it has been some weeks they they played light, lights out, and some weeks not so much. But uh, doesn't he, you know, even with a bad ankle, Trey Hendrickson is is tearing up backfields. We're getting pressure off the corners this past week. We got some pressure up the middle. The I, I think the guys on the on the backside are playing fantastic, and you know. Uh, Coach Taylor has said himself he wouldn't trade his pair of starting linebackers for any other pair in the league. Yeah. Uh, I'm hearing even things on the national media, which almost makes me think when they compliment the Bengals, is this is an elite defense and, dare I say, a Super Bowl defense. Uh, is there any tinkering to be done there? And are, are you surprised how some of the younger guys like DJ, uh, DJ Turner, has been able to step right up and help? Yeah, I, I told somebody this, Tom, uh, not too long ago. I, one of these radio, one of these radio, uh, I think on Sirius, and I said this happens every, every, every kind of quote big game. You know, it's in a national window. You got everybody goes in talking about Burrow, and they come out of it talking about Burrow and the defense, mm-hmm. because it seems this is this defense has been so under the radar, and, and like you said so well, uh, you know you went down about all the guys who were playing well and it, and it, and it is elite. And, uh, you know, I think, you know, how quietly, how Dax Hill has fit in there, you know, it's safety, you know, to lose Bates and Bell, that's, that's, uh, you know, Lou Anarumo talked about it at the combine. You thought he was going to leap off the, uh, I thought he was going to leap off the escalator in Indy, you know, if you lost both guys, you know, tough blow, but, but, you know, they're not Bates and Bell yet, but, you know, Dax Hill, I think Dax Hill's got Pro Bowl. He whiffs of a Pro Bowl to me with, you know, he's all, he has all the scent of a Pro Bowl, the way he runs, tracks the ball, uh, the range that he has. Um, and I think, you know, they're working in Jordan Battle with Nick Scott. I think that's been, I think that's quietly, you know, gone gone pretty well there. I think they're well coached there with Robert Livingston. You know, he's he's been – He's been around Bengal safeties for a long time now. He goes all the way back to Reggie Nelson. And his guys are productive. You know, we all know what Reggie, you know, we all know what Reggie Nelson meant to this club and Bates and Bell. So he's been, you know, he's to help develop some great safeties. And I think, you know, I think they're well coached on defense. No question, Anna Rumo. But Marion Hobby is uh, one of the better defensive line coaches in the league. Uh, James Betcher is a two time defensive coordinator. Who's the linebackers coach? Uh, I talked about Livingston. Charles Burks is, is a great young cornerbacks coach. Look what he's done with DJ Turner. DJ Turner, you're absolutely right. I mean, Awuzier, you know, that that he was your number one corner. What about this? When he went down a year ago, and, I'm, and I got my and I got my hat over my hat right now, because that was brutal. Your number one corner, the guy who was traveling, he goes down. And they don't blink. They win 10 in a row. Cam Taylor Britt emerges. And now, you know, with Cheeto coming back and rehabbing, ACL rehab, 
you know, Taylor Britt quietly be, becomes the number one corner, very quietly, and, and, and plays very well against guys like uh, uh, OBJ. Um, you know, we all saw he did the Metcalf, you know, and, and, and Turner, Turner's played more snap, played more by the, by the first month, he played more snaps combined than any of the first round corners from the previous decade. You know, guys like, uh, um, you know, Drake or Patrick was hurt. William Jackson was hurt. Quezzy, Darquez couldn't break in because they were already, you know, so stocked a corner. This guy, DJ Turner, I think, I think he's looked, looked really good. And I, I mean, and that's how you're going to have to do it now, fellas. I mean, I don't know how many, you know, how do you keep this defense? You know, everybody's talking about how to keep the offense together. How do you keep this defense together? You're going to have to keep drafting guys like DJ Turner, man. I mean, that's, that's, that's the only answer. James been a uh, pleasant, uh, pleasant surprise, no doubt, for in that uh, in the secondary and then cornerbacks a valuable position. So if you can get somebody of that talent and uh, not with with that uh, second round pick, that uh, that goes a long way, especially when you're trying to save the pennies for other positions. Jeff, as as someone who who's in the building and who covers the team, this might be a pretty easy question to answer, but. What's what's the mood like now compared to say the first three games of the season? It's tough. These guys are kind of tough to get a get a handle on it because they've been battle tested now. Two straight AFC North titles, two straight AFC Championship game appearances. So they don't they don't change much day to day, which is why I think they're they're on the run they're on is because they don't go up and down. You know, we yeah. know some of the some of those, uh, um, uh, some of Marvin's best teams had to deal with that. They were all, they would always seem to kind of, uh, you know, there'd be some highs and lows. This team doesn't seem to do that. You know, um, they, they've, uh, um, I think the mood now, uh, Jamie, I think the mood now is probably, uh, uh, um, the same as it was, uh, uh, when it was one and three in the sense of, in the sense of uh, uh, what they were focused on and what they were thinking about. Now, granted, when you're one and three, it's a, it's a little, you know, <laughs> I don't know. It's a, you can tell you can you know you can tell a one and three room from a four and three room. But I mean, I don't think it's uh, that's just that's not a criticism. I think that's just human nature, you know. Yeah. But to me, they're they got too many guys who are kind of even keeled. You know, they don't have a lot of volatile, you know what I mean? They don't have a lot of volatile, volatile guys. They got a lot of intense guys. They got a lot of guys that play hard. But, I mean, I think they got guys that are, you know, they kind of show up every day, punch the clock, and don't get too excited about anything. Jeff, did you almost have a uh, near disaster by um, a pro shop tour today or a Playcore Stadium tour? Andrea says... She almost hit you with a golf cart today. Everything good down there, Paycor? Wow, man, I uh, I don't remember that. So maybe that's my problem. Maybe that's why I almost did get hit. It doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't say today in here, but uh, I did think I have a. I've had a bunch of adventures down here. I was. Uh, it's about the six-year anniversary when I came off the field here, and I slipped. It was a wet field, and I came in on the cement. And the trainer, Paul Sparling, found me, like, bleeding from my uh, – I couldn't get up. I, I, I couldn't get up because I was uh, 
I had fallen and I like I took the blow with my like left eyebrow. Wow. So I've had a lot of adventures around. I I I don't doubt that I almost got whacked by a, by a golf cart. In, in, all fairness, I, in all fairness, thank I have not, seen her drive the cart. So yeah, thank, thank you for not doing that. Because <laughs> I was probably thinking about what I just wrote or what I was about to write or what I couldn't write or what I failed to find out or how somebody beat me on a story. I'm sure it was a uh, – I'm sure I was thinking about anything but a golf game. You, you slipping – and, and going down that day, the players owe you a great debt. That's probably what got us the indoor practice facility. <laughs> no, I think the guy, I, th I think who got us the indoor practice facility was Mike Brown and Joseph Lee Burrow. I think that was a, that was one of the, <laughs> you're, you're too that was a great, that was a great double team. Now that was, I mean, it was, a, I think we were always going to get one. It was just a, it was a, it, there was a lot of logistics with the county and everything like that. But, uh, you know, it's it's uh, you know, and it's funny they use it and they like to have it, but it's like um, you know that they like to practice. You know, Zach likes to practice outside too. I think the players do too because it's uh, you know we are a northern team, right? One hundred percent. One one or two more questions before we let you go. We want to be conscious of your time, Jeff. Looking forward to sunday night um i thought the energy for the ring of honor game monday night was was just ecstatic you know paycor was rocking kudos to the bengals fans they just had that uh, place as loud as it can be it certainly seems like the the players um play off that uh, that energy that that's in the stadium and expect more of that uh, sunday obviously they're introducing something new with the uh, stripes where orange and black depending on what um, section you're in but um what can you tell us looking forward to um, the game Sunday night? Obviously, um, the regular season game last year was tragic with what happened. Glad everything worked out. Um, certainly, Buffalo's going to have a chip on their shoulder for what happened in, in January up there in the in the snow game. But um, what uh, what do you think we have in store for Sunday night beside an electric Paycor Stadium? Yeah, I you know, thank God Demise, I you know, hopefully he plays. I'd love to see him active. You know, just great to see him back on the team. And he's been a great ambassador for uh, CPR. I, I, you know, before Demai got hurt, I don't know about you guys, but that was about as electric as I had ever seen this place. Those first, like those first nine minutes of that Buffalo game, and they played great. I mean, they came out of the box. I mean, they I met the, you know, they met it, and they always do. You know, they they played they played great here ever since Von Bell took out Juju Smith Schuster. You can't beat him here in prime time. You know. And that, and that is a, uh, yeah, I mean, Zach talked about the electricity. A night game at this place is special. It's unique. And the fans make it. You know, the fans are just so loud. And the players really thrive off that, you know. And there have been some iconic, you know, moments. Uh, uh, Pratt, Pratt uh, making the pick off a car to get that playoff win. Sam's 98-yard ramble. I mean, when you sit in that seat at, at night in this in this building, I mean, you know something magical is almost going to happen. You know, the player seems to sense that. So, you know, James getting into the nuts and bolts of it, you know, Buffalo's dangerous, and you hit it right on the head. This game has been marinating in their mind since 27 to 10, you know. And Josh Allen, Josh Allen's been getting a lot of heat. Uh, he's great. He's a great player. He might throw more brain. I was talking to the Buffalo writer today, the great Mark Gone. 
You know, Allen may throw more brain cramp picks than Burrow, but he's still a dangerous man, you know, with those legs. And they 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 did what they were supposed to do over the offseason. They did get uh, a possession receiver. That was the problem last year, they felt that they had too many, you know, they if if they couldn't if they couldn't get it downfield, they were they were screwed. So they went, they got Dalton Kincaid, he's panning out. So I think they're better. I think they're better offensively. But, uh, you know, they're trying to find themselves a little bit. And uh, so great opportunity in this building to make them uh, go another week trying to find themselves. I mean, it, it, it's a playoff game. The electricity is going to be a playoff game. And whoever wins this game is probably going to the playoffs. True. I agree. As 10 to 11, uh, 11 wins, I, th- I think it's a, an AFC team in. But, um, you know, that means we go what? Seven and three down the uh, down the stretch. So we got a lot of winning left to do, and you know, if the second half is any indication of what's happened in years past. Hopefully, we can um, repeat that. Tom, yeah, Jeff, you've been very generous with your time. We're not going to monopolize you too much long, but but to add to a point you just made, Jermaine Pratt. You know, Jimmy and I here on the show, and and the guys, we we'll talk about Bengals history and all time Bengals team. You and I have. Have been able you've been kind enough to indulge me and we've talked about Bengals history i really think he's the biggest best big play linebacker in the franchise's history you look at the big play you know you mentioned the car interception the the strip of kelsey yeah uh the you know timely sacks he you know he seems that when we need a turnover he's the play to, sunday the play the play, play sunday was, was against the best individual defensive play uh this team's seen in decades yeah that's right that's uh right. but you know he's you know he might be you know first team all history all bengal before it's done but um again jeff uh if you would remind everybody where they can visit you every day and where they can get their instructions for the uh for sunday night whether they're wearing black or orange in their section and we thank you for your time and uh, hopefully you'll indulge us again very soon tom thank you very much for getting me set up with the link you were great about it. I was Jamie. And, okay, Jamie, thank you. And uh, you're exactly right. Uh, that's uh, heavy words from a great Bengals historian about Pratt. I think you're exactly right. An underrated guy, I thought, who always seemed to make big plays, but not in as many big games, was Brian Simmons. He yeah. kind of had that knack. I know in 03, uh, they were looking at going two and they were looking at going one and four or two and six in Marvin's first year made a big play against Seattle to turn it around and get him to eight and eight. But no, but Pratt, Pratt's exactly right. And Logan Wilson's climbing up the, I, I got, I have to go back and look at it now, but I think 10 interceptions now in a career, I, I, I think that puts him past, past some big names. So you're exactly right. And you can, you can find me with the Tony C avatar. And I now have a one-eyed cat, by the way, my uh, wife adopted a one-eyed cat. His name is Tony. His name is Tony C. And uh, yeah, but you can find me at G E O F F Hobson C I N, and I don't know what the hell it is. Is it Twitter? Is it X? Do you get thrown in jail if you say Twitter? I don't think I don't know. even know what it is. I don't know. I I I try to I send the link out on my stories, but that's about all. I'm afraid to look at Twitter. Actually, it's like looking at an eclipse. It's like looking at a solar eclipse. You might get you know. You might lose your job. You might get blinded. So I don't know. <laughs> you might not be able to vote. I don't, I don't know. I'm scared. I'm scared of X, Twitter, whatever it is. 
<laughs> well, Jeff, uh, we appreciate the, uh, it again. We'll see you uh, Sunday night. And again, we hope we can visit you with you very soon. Please call me. I'll do it anytime you guys ask and really enjoyed it. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks Jeff. Take care. Today. See you. Jeff. Goes always fun yeah, having Jeff on. His phone was ringing there a few times. That's uh, maybe maybe the Bengals actually made a trade and it just didn't get reported in time. And no, no I don't think so. I don't think so. Brief announcement: a, a new segment uh, that we're starting pretty much because Jimmy's not here, so we didn't have to check with him. Uh, yeah. And that is a uh, anybody out there. You can get on when Bengal Jim tweets and or one of his pages to nominate the new viewer of the week. And you can call it nepotism and you'd be right. Our new viewer of the week, first time viewer, my Aunt Anne from uh, Marymount watching with my Uncle Dick the first time tonight. She's uh, always rooted for the Bengals, always been pleased when the Bengals won because uh, put everybody in a good mood. But in the last several years, she's become a very big Bengal fan because Joe Burrow. So she's she's the city's biggest Joe Burrow fan. So, Ann Ann, thank you for uh, for tuning in tonight. And we will see who the new viewer of the week is next week and watch Jimmy's <laughs> shot face when we talk. So I, for, for, I honestly thought you were going to put this guy up as the uh, viewer of the week here, but that's, let me, that's let me ask you. And I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. And this, this is a question for all three of you. I don't know, you know, where the map falls. What color Jersey is Craig going to wear Monday <laughs> night? Oh no. You are going to get your ass kicked, bro. <laughs> the question. I just asked a question. He hasn't responded yet. I he may be on Bengals.com checking to see what he's what he's supposed I to wear. I sent Craig the visual for the section. So you know what you guys yeah. should get, Craig? One of those jerseys that's got the two colors just split down the middle. <laughs> All three <laughs> get a re- black, a orange, and white. A, a reversible one. But you know what? I, as I was looking up um the interception leaders, and I have no idea. This is on football database. Um, obviously, we know Ken Riley's uh, number one. Breeden, Fulcher, Leon Hall, Lamar Parrish are the top five. But I have no idea when this has been updated or how many um, interceptions uh, Logan I, I want to say the all-time interception leader either should be Al Bochamp or Reggie Williams as a linebacker. Brian Simmons had a lot, too. Reggie Williams had 16. According to this, Bochamp had 15. Okay. So, had 10. We are doing our homework as the um, show is underway. But it's funny you mentioned Craig, who, yeah, it, yeah there you go. Haley, <laughs> Craig's going to, uh, let's see, i got to pop this back up. Uh, he's, he's just going to make up for the whiteout game. <laughs> <laughs> Good, good news, Tom. Anne is now a podcast fan as well. So we have we a fan and viewer of the week. There you go. And if nobody nominates him, that was my cousin, Rich, who will be our first time. I guess he's not eligible now since he's watching tonight, but uh, he could have been. Maybe maybe his wife will. We'll, we'll see. Right. But, yeah, we need a new viewer. So a, lot of, a lot of people in the chat were asking um, where the namesake of the show is, Bengal Jim. He's Where is he? 
he is on the left coast still. We didn't leave him in San Francisco. He's he's visiting Ryan. Back to the wine cave, and there's no reception down there. That's the he last. Is, thing. He is with his lovely wife out west in the uh, what's Oregon's motto? What what's their state called? Any, any idea, Tom? We that's do, that's in stuff. Portland, right? Portland, Oregon. Granola State. I don't know what it is, but uh, anyways, he's in uh, he's in Oregon, spending time with. Uh, with Ryan and family, and and uh, we, you'll get a full report when uh, when he's headed back uh, east. Hopefully, in time for the uh, for the game Sunday. So we miss you, Jimmy. We'll see you uh, Sunday. And with that said, going back to the whole Craig situation, Brandon put a uh, a note in here and said, "How is the?" Let's see, Brandon. Put, oh, how is the process going in Duval? Just so you know, this isn't any Michigan-type undercover uh, scandal stuff. Craig is in the the Sunshine State. See, I know what Florida's nickname is, but I don't know what um, Oregon's state motto is. Um, Craig is in Jacksonville on a recon mission for tailgate locations. Um, as everyone knows, we did put um, tailgate tickets on sale, I think, right before the Arizona game. Um, I think it was still October, September, and everybody's like, man, where's – you know, I see the Nashville tickets. I see the Arizona tickets. Where's Wednesday's Jacksonville tickets uh, going on sale? And everybody knows a large crowd that we had in both uh, Nashville and um, Arizona. Expecting a huge one for, for Jacksonville. So to answer the question, the link is there in the chat. But what it came down to, we had a couple prime venues to uh, select from for the tailgate in um, Jacksonville. So... Craig, um, being in between uh, beer fest and more free time than than anybody on the screen has, took it upon himself to um, make the trek to uh, Jacksonville and just meet in person um, with uh, a couple of key players down there and finding the best spot that's going to, first of all, accommodate all our people and um, be close proximity. Obviously, there's a lot of variables that we need to take into consideration when we do the away games. So... He's doing that. Uh, we should have um, an answer, if not end of this week, early next week. But I can tell you, you know, we've done a lot of these these away things. Um, this one may be the best, if not uh, top two ever. Um, from the views, from the location, from all the amenities and stuff we're going to have going on, I think it's going to be uh, it's going to be one you don't want to miss. So this isn't fair. How come Craig gets to go reconning in Jacksonville as part of this thing? And I have to research the motto for the state of Oregon. What is the motto? Which, by the way, it's she flies with her own wings. They're talking about a duck? It's actually Latin. I can't pronounce it. Alis volat properis, which is translated to she flies with her own wings. Well, thank you. But just so you know, I don't mind scouting. Put that on the license plate. Good grief. Jamie, you couldn't even break away to come down for the game Sunday, and you want to go 17 states I'm away. I'm supposed to come down Sunday, and Can't I want to have a family dinner thing get together on Saturday with some family I might never see again. So, I know. All right. So that's that's the Jacksonville um, nuts and bolts for everybody that's that's asked. The ticket link is there. Um, parking's another question that people are are asking about so stay tuned that's kind of the second half of the equation once um once the exact venue is secured and um 
as always, stay uh, stay tuned to social media. Discovery Deep Connect. And, and for those wondering, it's going really well. <laughs> <laughs> well, last time I talked to him about two hours before the show, he was on a rooftop he's bar. also confirmed that he will, in fact, be wearing orange so we can all sleep at night. I was kind of hoping he w- would wear white, and that way he could stand out on national TV. So he stands out no matter what color jersey he wears. Like texting, watching YouTube, and trying not to get lost on ways all at the same time. Great. Great. He's uh, a man of Melly Anyway, Anyways, J- Jamie, those kind of not in the loop might ask, why is Parlay King in the uh, equation or in quotation marks on your, on your name? Yeah, well, because I'm the self-proclaimed parlay king. Thank you very much. Hold on, hold on. I got to put our sponsor. Hold on. Before you do that, okay. This session. Now I do have to. I do have to. I do have to preface this by saying that I don't have Betfred in Canada. And if I did, I would have definitely placed my bet on Betfred. You're thankful you didn't, but go ahead. Yeah. Do you want to see it? Do you want me to put it up? I got to put it up on the screen. Hold on. A second. Put it up on the screen. This sure may be another account numbers on there. Another new yeah. segment. No, 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 Give me one second. You guys keep talking. I got to find it now. I just uploaded it to my computer. Okay. Here. The, um, speaking of tailgates, looking forward, man, it's, we, we got 14 and a half minutes before we got it. I got, I got it here. You want to watch it? There we go. go one, two, three, four, five. Guys, no. you, you you were at the I, game, but when when Jamar caught that touchdown pass, the first thing my I phone of. exploded. <laughs> it exploded. Let me tell you, let me tell you something. Okay, they offered me longer. Okay, hold on a second. So what do I got there? There you go. Before the kickoff, they offered me seven thousand. I didn't take Classic. it. And then when the Bengals were in the red zone on the first drive of the game. They offered eight eighty nine hundred, and I didn't take it. And then at the start of the fourth quarter, I mean, I'm already, I'm already into the game when I'm watching the Bengals play, right? But I saw I saw that pass go to Chase before it was even thrown. I saw him. I'm watching the the broadcast, so I see him go off to the right, and I see Burrow looking left, and then he just I just see Burrow's head just turn to the right slightly, and I'm going. This is going to chase all day. And then before I celebrated too much, I waited for the penalty because we all know what happens in the NFL. There's some hold or some stupid penalty at the end. But, uh, no, pulled it off. That was good. That was what does that equate to in real money? Not that. Uh, like, like 3,000 American. I don't know. I don't know. It's probably not. No, I don't know. 17 Canadians, probably 13 American. 13 Hold on. This is something else our, our viewers are going to learn. What is the Canadian conversion rate today? So we're hold on. We're keep talking. I'm going to pull this up. So um, I, I have to, um, you know, actually where I got all those picks from was Cynthia Freeland watching the pregame show on the NFL network. She does her pick six. And I mean, I obviously I know a lot of those guys are good. But I was kind of watching her projections, and I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna throw money on everyone that she predicted to get a touchdown today, and see what happens. And sure, shit. Did you, tweet to, did you tweet to her or whatever that uh, she won your not, You know what? I do have a uh, Twitter account, but I don't go on there. I just the only reason I got one now is because when I try to read stuff that's posted to Twitter, you have to have an account to read it. So I just yeah. Okay. 
So those that are worried, Jamie's original $250 bet in loonies was equivalent to 180 real cold hard American dollars. Okay. The winning amount was 17,000 Canadian dollars, which converts to $12,244.67 of real money. So Not congratulations. Uh, now, I have to tell you, though, like if anyone else watched the other games, like that A.J. Brown catch literally caught it with his fingertips. I don't know if you guys saw that or not, but it was like the most insane catch you'll ever see. It was nuts, man. And Addison caught it before um, Kirk Cousins was out for the season. So, crazy. Jamie, uh, are, you, are you from your winnings? You got donated to those winnings of the Joe Burrow Foundation? For, you know, no, I pretty much probably just give it all back to the casino. Let's let's be honest. <laughs> I'm just probably going to roll it all next week. Donated uh, back. One just... more serious question before we go into um, the two minute warning. Um, Lisa asks, thoughts on the game Sunday night? Um, not worried. I, you know, I think there's some teams in the NFL that you match up better against, play better against, use whatever terminology you want. Um, I, I think Buffalo, we match up well against them. I, I think it, look at the most recent games, um, you know, we've, we've done well. And I think that the other huge advantage, like we talked to with Jeff, is just simply going to be that that home field advantage. I think the place is, is going to be loud. It's going to be electric. Uh, the players are going to be amped up. And, you know, I'm not saying we're going to blow them out of the water um, at all, but um, I think the, the home field advantage. What's it? What's uh, Speaking of bets, what's Vegas always considered? Three three or four points easily before the game even? I think we're only at 1.5 favorite, at least we were yesterday. So I think home field is worth three points, they used to say. Yeah, exactly. I, James, I disagree with you respectfully. I, I honestly think we're blowing out of the water. This this Buffalo team is not good, guys. I'm telling you. We're going to blow them out of the water. You watch. You watch. We have unfinished business. We were going okay. to route Mark, them. You go Mark, before me. Hold, hold on, Mark. Your thoughts it's hard on for me to. It's hard for me to think about the game. I can't think past the tailgate at this point how That's That's insane fair. it's going to be down there Sunday night. But you got to remember, well, I mean, we were we were on pace to route them last time, and this build team is coming in. They're not playing that great. Yeah, you know, I live in this area, so it's just ugh, Bills all the time. The Bills fans are worried about this team. I'm telling you right now, they are worried about this team. Josh Allen, as Jeff was saying, he is good with his legs. He's a good quarterback, but he makes really poor decisions. He overthrows receivers by five ten yards. And when he's under pressure, he makes big mistakes. I honestly think that you're going to see this defense get two interceptions that game, and we're going to beat them. Okay. The Bills, are the Bills coming off a, a bye? No, no they, played, they, played, uh, they played last week. No, they played Thursday night against Tampa. Yeah, a mini bye. I, I feel good about the game. The only issue, I, the only my biggest worry of the game is just our defense has been a little prone to the big play. And that can be their specialty when he scrambles. And I think in years past, we give up less of the big plays. So as long as we can tackle well, you know, part of big plays is missing tackles. If we can tackle better than we have, and I think we did better in San Francisco than we did earlier in the year. But that is my biggest issue with the game and saying it. But I think the crowd is going to be electric. The team is going to be ready. Uh, you know, obviously what happened last year, then the playoffs. I think we're going to come out on 100. So. Oh, I think it's going to be awesome. 
If you're in a survivor pool, the best pick you can make this week is the Bengals because no one else gonna pick them. Uh, you know, Jamie brings up a, a good point about last year's game here. And I understand that the, the Bills are very upset about the playoff loss and how they lost to us last year in the playoffs. But And uh, a lot of people, the national media made, made fun of Bengal fans for saying, you know, man, we looked good. We were going to win that game. I thought we looked really good and we were going to win that game last year. Just felt like everything was was hitting on all cylinders, even though it was easy. I think I think our players will remember that, and I think they'll they'll come out ready to go. Uh, the Bills do have the mini buy, but I think our offense matches up very well against their defense. Um, you know, Josh Allen is is a legitimate superstar. But uh, Coach Lou seems to be able to dial up plans to give quarterbacks trouble. So I don't know if we're going to blow them out of the water. But uh, I, I do think if we play our best game and the Bills play their best game, the Bengals win this one. The Bills also signed Leonard Fournette today in their practice squad. I don't know if you guys saw that or not. Not He's not going to play, obviously, next week. But interesting. Yeah, I saw that. I mean, All the right. This yeah. is the two-man Fournette! All right, third down guy. Third down guy in the house. Mark, start us off. Oh, it was a great week uh, weekend uh, football. Um, not only did the Bengals win, uh, but my protege Brooklyn, her uh, fifth grade team made it to the Super Bowl. So this Saturday they'll be playing for the fifth grade championship. So that'll be exciting. And I mean, the game Sunday. I mean, as I said last week, these are the games that you live for that we all secretly rooted against the Bengals so we could draft Joe Burrow first overall. That whole season of going 2-14 and 14 is for games like this again. Last week it was a must-win. We routed them. We're back home. It's, you know, the revenge game from last year. The team is going to be electric. I hope the orange and black stripe thing works. I think from the blimp shot, that's going to look impressive. I think that we can get some notoriety because we play very well, you know, on primetime games at home now, so. I'm ecstatic. The tailgate is going to be amazing. We'll probably get down there about two o'clock uh, and set up. So, food day. I'm ready. Yeah, people already asking about that tailgate. Yes. Yeah, so if anybody wants to come help, uh, 2.30 is uh, set up. And to elaborate on what Mark said, um, Trailer Park Floozies will be back for Sunday night. So we'll have a live band if you haven't experienced them. They put on a heck of a show. A lot of fun. So there'll be our, our pregame festivities and our normal location there in um, Lot E. I will also believe they are undefeated. Uh, the Bengals are undefeated when uh, the Trailer Park Bluesies are at the tailgate. So um, hopefully that'll continue. But if you're in the area, um, stop on by. I know we get a lot of DMs, um, private messages. Hey, we're coming in from wherever. Um, I think we saw people from Germany last week. Um, all over. I think we got people coming in from Canada and who knows um, where else. All tailgates um, at home are free. So if you want to come hang out, you're more than welcome to. Um, if you enjoy the food and drink, we just ask that you uh, put a donation in the um, in one of the uh, tip jars. But uh, if you want to BYOB, if you want to bring your own food as well, you're more than welcome to do that. It's 100% free for all home games. Ones on the road um, are the ones that um, you have to pre-register for. A lot of times, it's simply because we're out of um, space, so we want to make sure that we have enough um, 
room, space, um, amenities to take care of everybody. So home ones, you don't have to uh, buy a ticket for. Away ones, you do. With that said, the Jacksonville tickets are on sale. If you're headed to Florida in December, get those. Um, otherwise, look forward to uh, seeing everybody on um, Sunday. Jamie? I, you're giving me serious FOMO here, man. I'm fear of missing out of this game. I'm I, I'm going to have to drive down Sunday morning now and just go to the game. You should. Hey, here's here's a little – Take a private jet. Syracuse <laughs> played Clemson a night game the night before the home opener three years ago against San Francisco. So 11 p.m., give or take, 11.30, the game got over. Syracuse is farther than Toronto, and I made it in time for the tailgate the next day. So you have no excuses. You, you know what would be cool, though? I could – I could leave in the morning, drive down, listen to Red Zone on my phone the whole drive down, which would be cool, and then get to the tailgate around 5, get a few drinks in me, go to the game, crash, and then go home. I have to be home Monday night for my poker league, Monday night at 8 o'clock. I'll be back by 8 o'clock. No excuse. I mean, Make it happen. I think, I think I'm going to have to do this then. I'm going to have to drive down Sunday morning, bro. You can't miss this. It's going to be amazing. But you know, I, I will tell you this, and, and I'm not making light of the situation. I'm not making light of DeMar Hamlin and what happened last year, but I was supposed to be at that game. And we ended, we ended up hosting a, a watch party at my venue because a lot of Bills fans around here. So we, watch, we like 65 people there watching the game. And then when that happened, it was like, obviously you feel sorry, but at the same time I'm going like, man, like I can imagine – the impact, like the travel that people do. You, we have guys that come from like Germany for a game. You know, what if that was that one game that they picked, right? Obviously, in the grand scheme of things, not a huge deal, but it is interesting when you think about like, you know, when a band cancels a show five minutes before, it's like people are upset about it. But then you we start thinking about all the travel plans. I just realized as I'm saying this, I sound really inconsiderate about what happened so i'm just gonna stop talking about it no i mean because i will say that i have never i've never felt the stadium i did for those five or six or seven or however long minutes we played until that tragedy happened to me that place was going to erupt when we were going to score on that touchdown that we were going to score it is interesting because i was there last year with some friends when tua went down and and they show people were watching their phones like his hand and stuff and like how bad it looked and like the wind just got sucked out of that place when we were all waiting to see what happened i could imagine it was the same when demar was down and was just kind of like trying to figure out what was going on so but you guys i don't know i i don't know what i was going to talk about you guys just kept talking about how this could be the best tailgate they've ever had the trailer park flus are there which are they're awesome I'm, I'm gonna have to drive down now so I can yeah, whatever. From California, I don't think she's driving, but she's uh, according to the chat, she's gonna uh, be here. Where's her? Uh, where's her comment? Where is her? I think she is. Now, keep in mind, I am okay. So, Cal, that's cool. I am gonna be coming down in a smart car. It's not snowing down there, is it? I don't have my snow tires on yet. Are we good? No. It, it, there was been snow uh, in, in the big city here tonight for trick or treating, but um, you'll be fine, Jamie. Just keep digging. Okay, I'm coming down. I'll see you guys on Sunday at the tailgate. Right, now you've given Tom one minute and thirty seconds for his ending. You, you've got to have the boss out here. By the way, I have a I have a little 
I have a little post-it note on my laptop to show me which way to hand the ball now. So, huh? There you go, buddy. Thanks, big guy. Went the wrong way. <laughs> you need that a sticky note. That was the, it was the delayed handoff. Dude, I'm not Jimmy Garoppolo. I did it. I... <laughs> you guys have 15 minutes no, before I'm we go live. To, I'm supposed to throw it to you. That's how it worked out. But you're, you know, you're, um, you're, looking, you're out here acting like I'm Jimmy Garoppolo, and I didn't put it in the right spot. It, it went the other way around the world. I'm That's so how it it went overwhelmed that you're way. coming. I, I didn't know what to do. But, uh, no. Big, uh, like I said, so much work that these guys put in. Uh, not this guy, but the other guys on the on the screen every week at the tailgate. So if you can come down and help, uh, I think James said about two thirty they will begin setting up. I don't know whether that's legal or not, but please come down for them. We've covered everything else. Let's go get the bills. Let's start getting some AFC tiebreakers and uh, get right back in the thick of the race. And thank you all for watching Bengal Jim and Friends. It has been a true pleasure. And it is now exactly one hour. See you next Tuesday. It's, it's, it's been something. <laughs> Who day, everyone? Who day, night. <laughs>